0: Head to UFMUnderwear.com and use promo code BREAKDOWN for $5 off your purchase. UFM Underwear. Support your manhood. And also brought to you by MyBookie, where you can double your first deposit. Head to MyBookie.ag and use promo code GATORS to activate the offer. Bet. Win. Get paid at MyBookie.
1: Gators Breakdown, the Gators fan podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation.
0: The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at Gator Dave underscore SCC. As we preview the Florida and South Carolina game, Florida will try to rebound in Columbia the week after South Carolina upsets Georgia. And Florida gets their first loss of the season at LSU, so should be a pretty should be a good time in Columbia. But a pretty good game, and a lot of the narrative and the look of that game has changed since last weekend with South Carolina and that big upset over Georgia. So a little more hype behind this game than we originally thought. Uh, joining me on this episode to preview South Carolina is Will Gunter, the co-host of the early game on 107.5 in Columbia. We'll take a look at this South Carolina offense and, and the questions surrounding the quarterback position and the help there. And we'll also take a look at this stout defensive front that the Gators offensive line will uh, will have to have answers for. Remember, you can find Gators Breakdown on news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. There you'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes. Also, catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. When using those services, please share, rate, and review the show. And on social media, don't forget to follow Gators Breakdown on Twitter and Facebook at Gators Breakdown. And don't forget, every week, a News 4 Jacks exclusive, Talking with Troop. Former Gators tight end Ben Troop joins me once a week this season On News 4 Jackson gives his thoughts on the Gators like only he can. You know Ben brings it every time, and you can catch that every week exclusively on news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Will Gunter, co-host of the early game on 107.5 in Columbia, South Carolina, joins me here on Gators Breakdown to preview the South Carolina game, Coxon. Well, this game looks a little different, man. I think you have to take us back to a week ago, uh, in the big upset over Georgia. It wasn't pretty, but it did need to be for South Carolina to get out of Athens with a win. Uh, Gamecocks faced a lot of adversity, but kept fighting. How big was that win for Will Muschamp?
1: Well, I mean, it was it was huge. It was now. The, the, well, I know we'll talk about it as we go forward, and, and it'll be kind of the theme of what I say throughout this interview. But uh, it was what he had needed at at South Carolina to kind of validate everything he has talked about. And so if you just talk from a coaching standpoint and Will Muschamp, something that Florida fans are very familiar with, I've said constantly, look, I I think Will Muschamp Friday or or Sunday through Friday is one of the best coaches in America in terms of organization, in terms of recruiting, how he wants to do things. I think he's one of the best where he's always been questioned this Saturday when you actually got to play the game and he's got to make in-game decisions. And I don't know if this past Saturday necessarily changed any of that part, But what you needed when you preach some of the things he preaches, which is blue-collar mentality and and work ethic and character and all these things, well, you need wins to validate it. And so when you you lose some of the games that he's lost, especially big games, uh, it it doesn't help the concept or the theme that you are an up-and-coming program. You need to win these games. And so – that was really what Saturday was about, is winning a game. And then what you said, they faced adversity and all those things he had talked about, promoted, talked about for really three and a half years in, in South Carolina. They all kind of came to fruition because South Carolina didn't play their best game. Now, Georgia, Georgia didn't play well, but South Carolina gave Georgia some opportunities there to win the football game. And so South Carolina overcomes some adversity. They win the football game. So for, for Will Muschamp, the coach, that was huge. For this team, which I think is a talented football team, it was big because it gives them confidence that, hey, we can beat – or we can we can go out and play with and beat some of the higher-up SEC teams. We can do everything that Coach preaches. If we believe in it, we can do it. And and I do think from their standpoint, that's what made Saturday so big is, is can South Carolina now use that to, to jump to that next level in the SEC to get up there behind Georgia – and on the same level as Florida and some of these other teams.
0: Well, Also, Will, I think, you know, just go back and look at the season. we come into the season and, you know, name South Carolina as having one of the toughest schedule, if not toughest schedule in the country, with having to play Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida, you know, a lot of top ten teams on that, and the season opener gets here and, and lose a game, you probably should it to it in North Carolina. In a way, you know, you could say that Georgia win kind of makes up for that first game loss versus North Carolina.
1: It does. I think nationally, probably South Carolina's right at three and three, right where everybody thought they would be. It's probably nationally, everybody had South Carolina losing to Missouri, Alabama, and Georgia. Locally, I think most people said, okay, well, you know, Alabama and Georgia, South Carolina should be four and two when when Florida comes to town. Yeah. So you're right. You're you're exactly right. I I think that uh, that this kind of offsets the North Carolina game a little bit. Um, now, with that being said, it, it changes the perception of the season and, and what can happen over the next six games. To so again, you, it, with, with Will Muschamp, any coach I think in year four, it's, it's showing progress. It's continuing to move the program forward. And I will say this, you're, you're right. It would be a lot different atmosphere here today if South Carolina had lost that Georgia game. Even if, even if Georgia makes that field goal and, and scores again and triple overtime and goes on to win, um, it would be a lot different if Florida coming to face a 2-4 and four South Carolina football team.
0: Let's move forward to the game a little bit here. and The latest on the quarterback situation, I know it's kind of up in the air. I know Will Muschamp says he expects Ryan Olinsky to play even after he injured his knee last week versus Georgia. Um, that the carry-on joiner will get reps if Helensky can't go. Even if Olinsky can go, he's probably going to be somewhat limited, right?
1: You would assume, I, I don't, I look, I, again, it's interesting to, to have this discussion with Florida uh, fans with you and then with Florida fans, because y'all, y'all are as familiar with Will Muschamp <laughs> as, as we are. And, and, you know, I think and, and injuries <laughs> and injuries. And it's been, it's probably been the most aggravating thing for, for South Carolina fans at times is Will Muschamp saying, Oh my God's day to day. And he's out for like six weeks. Um, I still laugh. I, I kind of jokingly laugh about early, about two years ago, I was going in for a press conference, and I look over, and there's an offensive lineman that's on a, a little scooter, a little scooter out in the parking lot. It's got a cast on, and we go in to the press conference, and Will Mustang says, oh, yeah, he's, he's day-to-day. And I'm thinking, well, that's I, mean, I guess they can put a cast on and, and take it off in a week. That doesn't make sense, but I sure, who am I to judge? So when he says Ryan Holinsky is, is healthy and will play and says he moves around or he moved around pretty good, uh, during during Tuesday's practice, yeah, there's a lot of people here who take that with a significant grain of salt, and and wonder, okay, well, just how healthy is Ryan Holinsky, and, and what can he do on Saturday against the Gators?
0: And you know, looking at what Joyner was able to do, um, and I mean, and I heard this right too, right? He's battling a hamstring injury uh, as well, a little bit. Uh, so you know, how of course the style of offense and the style of quarterbacks those guys are change uh, from, from one to the other. How much does the offense change if, if Helensky's not able to go?
1: You know, I don't know. That's a, a great question because we don't know how Brian McClendon would call the game differently. Yeah. Theoret- theoretically, it should change drastically because you go from Ryan Helensky, who's basically a statue back there and is not going to be able to beat you at all with his feet. I think the longest run he's got here is like four yards, to Joiner, Joyner, who, who can throw the football, but his best attribute is being able to – when the play breaks down, take off and scramble for for 20 or 30 or 40 yards. I mean, this is a guy they moved to wide receiver. So, theoretically, you're talking about two entirely, entirely different quarterbacks. Uh, Now, what we saw last week with the carry-on joiner actually having to play was an offense that looked very similar. They didn't – they never ran a quarterback draw, which I thought was insane, especially given how that game was playing out. They put – Joiner on the edge a couple times to give him a run-throw option, but it certainly wasn't a staple of the offense. To be quite honest, the offense didn't look like it changed a whole lot. Um, and South Carolina defense was playing really well, and so obviously they played conservative. But I, I, that's a great question when you talk about the scheme of, of what they decide to run because it should be very, very different. I don't know if it would be, though. I don't know if they would change their their play calling – to fit joiner skills there's there's a there's a feeling in me that they wouldn't
0: yeah, I was watching that game last week too, and I was just sitting there waiting for some kind of quarterback keeper from him on some of those, you know, read uh, zone reads and all that. Then it never it never came along. So that is interesting. Like I said, I'm not sure how much uh, I did hear some something about some hamstring injury. I don't know if you could speak to that or not. Maybe that's why he was somewhat limited in, in running as well. But you know, I, I was like, man, sitting there watching that game. I was like, one time he keeps this, you know, I don't think Georgia's going to be ready for it. But as you said, we never really saw him run all that much either.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, the, again, the hamstring injury. Obviously, uh, it didn't look like it bothered him. It, it's hard. To, it's hard to say exactly the extent yeah. of that injury. That was something that, quite frankly, popped up out of nowhere. Going into again, Will Muschamp and injuries like it was like <laughs> Thursday. And, you know, they're like, oh yeah, he's had a hamstring injury for about two weeks. <laughs> <Everybody's going laughs> like what? Yeah, like. So it, it's hard to say now, you know, since then he's had a bye week and and those uh, hamstrings, you know, they can linger. They can linger all season long. So it, it's hard to say what exactly the extent of, of Joyner's injury really is.
0: Okay. Well, well, you know, when I look at this Gamecocks offense and, and one player Florida has to limit is Brian Edwards, of course. Caught a big touchdown pass last week versus Georgia. Against used in multiple ways in this offense. I do think we know with the injury situation at quarterback, we could see him featured even more versus Florida.
1: Yeah, you know, South Carolina's done a good job this year of featuring of getting tight ends involved. They want to get Shai Smith a little bit more involved. Uh, and so I think, you know, if you see Brian Edwards getting a lot of attention, you do have other guys you can go to. But certainly Brian Edwards is a guy who could have gone to the NFL last year and probably would have been picked late, sixth or seventh round. Elected to come back, and it's he's having the kind of year he made a he made himself a lot of money. Uh, the Alabama game, I think he had nine catches for for over a hundred yards, and was fantastic in that game. And he's had a he's had a very good senior season. It's it's you know one that you use an example of is, is hey, here's why a guy comes back uh, to play his senior season, even though he would have been drafted the year before. And so uh, that's that is something he is playing very very well, and he's got a connection with Ryan Hollis there that seems to be paying all. So he is certainly going to be the guy. If South Carolina needs a big play, they'll go to him. And, you know, again, Florida, can they, when it happens, are they prepared to stop it? That'll be kind of the million-dollar question. Again, South Carolina does have other guys, but you're right. Edwards, Edwards is certainly having the kind of senior season that you expect from a guy who wanted to come back and improve his draft stock.
0: Yeah, we talk about you know I brought up Edwards because of the quarterback situation you want you know wanting to get a playmaker a ball. Uh, they also it maybe you know lends itself to the running backs getting more carries as well. Were you surprised at how well South Carolina was able to run on Georgia at times last week? You know, especially they they run wide, find some cutback lanes, and and find a way to get upfield. You know, I do think um, you know Florida coming off a, a game against LSU where they didn't stop the run so well. Uh, and then you would, I think what we're seeing with the South Carolina offense now at the quarterback position may have to lean on the run game a little more.
1: You know, it's the funny thing about Will Muschamp. I, I loved – I was in the minority. I loved the Will Muschamp hire when it was made at South Carolina because in South Carolina's history, the best, the best teams, especially this century, have been run the football and play defense uh, you go back to the 2000 teams when Spurrier was dominating down in, in Gainesville, but when South Carolina had their run under Lou Holtz, it was it was Andrew Pinnock and Derek Watson, and South Carolina ran the football effectively and they played great defense. And then under Steve Spurrier, when he was here, it was Marcus Lattimore and and uh, and Mike Davis, and South Carolina ran the ball effectively and played defense. I have on my radio show have been adamant. That's what Will Muschamp football is: run the football and play defense. Here's a stat for you. When South Carolina, in the last two years, so I think it's uh, seven, well it's seven SEC games, but what is it? South Carolina played, I think four now, yeah, four now, and eight last year. So the last 12 SEC games, South Carolina has run the ball 34 or more times. In seven of those games, South Carolina is six and one when they rush the ball, combined to rush the ball 34 or more times. The only loss, the only loss was last year down in the swamp when Florida rallied there in the the second half and won the ball game. When South Carolina runs the football, they're effective. It's been that way. It's that Brian McClendon at times has a tendency to want to throw the ball over the field. I don't know how much of the Alabama game you watched. South Carolina ran for 100 yards that day. Rico Dowdle ran for over 100 yards individually. South Carolina running the football and, and doing it well, it's when they go play a team like Missouri and they run the ball as a team 14 times Hmm. That they lose ball games you know, and again, so that there's your you you wanted that was I surprised was you, that's a long winded answer to say no, I wasn't surprised they ran the ball <laughs> effectively. I was surprised they stuck with the run in the in the manner that they did because that's that's kind of the magical number get to thirty four or thirty five carries, and when they do that, they've been effective they've they've been able to do that and by the way, uh, some people say, well of course, when you run it thirty four or thirty five times
0: you're
1: you know you're having success well, that's not always been the case against Missouri last year. They ran it, I think, 40 times. They averaged 2.9 yards a carry. That's not ultra successful, but what happened is they were able to grind out a victory. They've got to run the football, including this Saturday.
0: Will Gunter, co-host of the early game on 107.5 in Columbia, South Carolina, previewing the South Carolina Gamecocks. And on the other side of the ball, Will, it's going to be a challenge for this Florida offensive line to, to handle D.J. Wadham and Javon Kinlaw. This, decent, this defense I mean, you may have given up yardage last week to Georgia, but – in pressure situations, in also bringing pressure. These guys provide at times, you know, it can really affect uh, an opposing offense.
1: Yeah, this is what we expect. This is what South Carolina fans are that, especially the last two games, Kentucky included, uh, is what South Carolina fans expected from a Will Muschamp defense. And last week, you're right, they gave up four yards to carry. But, uh, DeAndre Swift's longest run from scrimmage was 14 yards. And that was actually on a draw play right before the half, uh, right after, right when the South Carolina thought that Florida would probably throw it with about a minute to go in the, in the second quarter. Um, so, you know, there's no shame in that. Uh, obviously Javon Kinlaw, again, is a guy, you mentioned Brian, we met, we talked about Brian Edwards. Javon Kinlaw is a guy who could have gone to the NFL last year, probably would have been picked in the fourth or fifth or sixth round. Came back. He is having a monster season, 6'6", six, six, 310 pounds on the interior. CBS put out a mock draft about a week and a half ago, and they had him as the third player overall being taken in the draft. This is a guy who's played his way into first-round discussion, and there's talk now that he's moving, obviously, CBS pointed out, into the top ten. And then DJ Wanham is playing really well. There's a senior there, Kobe Smith, who's been around, who's, who's having a good year. Zach Pickens was a five-star freshman. Uh, Aaron Sterling was a one-time Alabama commitment that, that South Carolina got late in the process when Alabama dropped him. He's having a really good year. The whole defensive line is, is really stepped up, and then behind them is, is a linebacker, Ernest Jones, who has is, is really been able to fill that middle linebacker void that South Carolina struggled with really the last two years and, and has helped the Gamecock. So, yeah, that, that front four with the middle linebacker has certainly made great strides over the last two weeks.
0: And, you know, kind of going back to last week a little bit, you know, going against Georgia, going against that offense, going against that offensive line that is so heralded. I think, you know, the South, South Carolina defensive line got a lot of credit and rightfully so, you know, because a, a lot of eyes were on that game because of the upset that was brewing and especially in the second half. And, I can't tell you how many times I saw Kenlaw just you know blow by the, blow by the Georgia right guard. I think it was being Cleveland, and I was just like, oh man, you know it's just something. You know with this Georgia offensive line, this didn't necessarily. It didn't matter who they were going against. It could have been Alabama's defensive line. It could be Florida's defensive line. You know they're going to get South Carolina's defensive line, and that, they really made a name for themselves in, in the spotlight going against you know what many claim to be the best offensive line in college football.
1: You know they had success. It, it gets lost in the in the Alabama game because of the success that Alabama was able to. When when Alabama called a pass, was able to run for a million yards, and then the Najee Harris run or catch again. Najee Harris called a pass. Shotgun's defense line played good in that game. It, it just kind of got overshadowed because Henry Ruggs caught one and went 81 yards, and Judy, I think it was or Devontae Smith caught one and went 40 some odd yards. I mean the secondary stunk that game, but. Yeah, South Carolina's defensive line is playing at a pretty high level right now. John Scott, Jr. came in as the defensive line coach from Arkansas this year, and at least through six games, and certainly as you come off of the George game, that looks to be a, a massive improvement. And it's it's what leads me to maybe the most interesting part of this game on Saturday. Florida comes in 12th in the league in rushing offense. How how one-dimensional can the Gamecocks make Kyle Trask and Florida on Saturday? Are they able to completely eliminate – That uh, that run offense that Florida is trying to get going and make Kyle Trask drop back and throw it consistently.
0: And uh, there's been a change during the season uh, for for the defense, moving to more of a you know uh, from a from a from a nickel kind of four two five to now more of a a base four three. What's been the benefit of that change?
1: Well, it's just been getting your best players on the field, and it's sad to say that the transfer of a highly thought of recruit probably is what what brought that change upon. Jamias Williams, who was a, a very high level four star recruit, decided to transfer after four games to preserve his red shirt, but he just simply was not getting it done, and so they had to they kind of reevaluated things after the Missouri game and went to uh, a four three defense with Sherrod Green coming on and it's just it's worked out. And and obviously the defensive backs we thought were going to be pretty good. JC Horn and McQuamu are are different defensive backs, man. You're talking about guys who are six one and six four. Uh but having a going to more of the four three has allowed them to be more physical at the point of attack. And then at least to date Shroud Green has has done a good job of being able to uh cover some wide receivers. Jamie Robinson, the the Freshman defensive back who's either playing nickel when they need him to or safety has been just a, an incredible bright spot. He did get called for the holding on Ethan Wolf on the uh, fourth and sixth play there at the very end of the game that they gave Georgia the opportunity to score that touchdown in regulation. But he's been very good, so it, it's kind of you know at times it's frustrating that it took a transfer to for maybe South Carolina to get their best players on the field, but that's exactly what seems to have happened now.
0: And one more before we go, and, and, and you know, kind of more back last week, uh, going going back to last week. Where in the world did that performance from Israel McQuaime come from? Those three interceptions. I mean, you know, he was a he was a one man wrecking crew back there in that secondary.
1: Well, it's a, again, this is a guy who's who's a different defensive back, and, and to be quite honest, it was there's there's few. I I I don't even know across the country how many defensive backs could have made the two particular interceptions he did. I mean, you're talking about a 6'4", who should probably be playing basketball somewhere, and and, I don't know how good of a basketball player he is, but the length that he has, you know, the first interception he runs back, if you go back and watch it, Jake Fromm, yeah, it's not a good pass, but also, the length, a 5'11", or six foot defensive back doesn't make that interception. They don't have the length to jump up and snag it, and then even on the back shoulder throw that that, uh, Fromm missed with his defensive back, 90% 90% of the defensive backs out there, that thing falls harmlessly to the ground, and you're just talking about a misread, but being 6'4 with his length, he's able to stretch out and make that interception. And then the third one, Tyler Simmons just dropped. But you know, I, I don't know who they'll match him up with against on Saturday in terms of Florida's wide receivers. It does seem at times that the biggest trouble McCormick's had is is on shorter uh, shift-year wide receivers, but he's a guy that certainly – he was committed to Florida State under, under uh, Jimbo Fisher. This is a guy who's highly thought of, played a little bit last year, and, and certainly that was his breakout performance. And J.C. Horn on the other side, they got to throw at McQuamu because J.C. Horn was a, a freshman all-SEC player uh, and is certainly having a good year as well.
0: Well, man, can't thank you enough for joining me here uh, again this year on Gators Breakdown to preview South Carolina. For uh, all my Gators Breakdown listeners who don't know, uh, Will and I found out we have a mutual acquaintance, my my wife's uh, stepbrother brother, uh, and Will are really, really, really good friends. So uh, it was Will and I knew each other before that. It was just kind of odd how it all came together, figuring out uh, how close we actually were in a relationship. <laughs>
1: How about that? The Facebook, the tie that binds everybody together. That's how we found <laughs> out, I believe, is that you post a picture and everybody likes it. So yeah, it a good time. We look forward to seeing you this weekend.
0: Absolutely. All right, well, thanks, man. Take care. Whether you want to make a national title bet or wager on this weekend's games, my bookie has you covered. My Bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. Have some fun with betting this season. My Bookie lets you bet on which college coaches will get fired who will make the college football playoff or win the Heisman Trophy. You can even bet on half-timelines and live odds. If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. Also, MyBookie allows you to bet on FBS versus FCS games. Right now, double your first deposit at MyBookie. Use promo code Gators to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today at mybookie.ag. That's M Y. B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G and don't forget to use promo code GATORS when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid at MyBookie. And you guys have got to try UFM underwear. Underwear for men is the only brand of men's underwear that offers both isolation and support all while keeping you cool. Unlike other pouch underwear brands that have thin mesh panels or pre-sized pouches, Underwear for Men's patented bending design prevents skin-on-skin contact and eliminates chafing. Underwear for Men is a state of Florida company and has you covered no matter the activity. Everyday underwear, athletic underwear, work underwear, medical underwear. Underwear for Men is made for it all. Try your pair now. Head to UFMunderwear.com and use promo code BREAKDOWN to get $5 off your pair of UFM underwear. UFM underwear. Support your manhood. All right, the Gators need to bounce back here after two tough headlining games and just go take care of business. Uh, Of course, I think there is wonder at where both of these teams are mentally, Florida and South Carolina. And Florida coming off uh, the two games versus Auburn and LSU, and that LSU game being the first loss of the season. How will South Carolina respond uh, to getting the big upset win over Georgia? Are they still riding high from last week? Did they put so much into last week that mentally they they aren't there this week? Or or is that performance a confidence booster they can build off of? So it's going to be interesting to see how both teams come out and and attack this game to see if there's any hangover effect uh, either way from last season or from last week. Of course, we look at what South Carolina was able to do last week versus Georgia and apply it here this week a, a little bit. You know, the South Carolina defense can apply pressure, but overall their defense isn't much to to write home about. If you want to go by you know a quick stat look, 78th in total defense, 47th in scoring defense, 55th in rushing defense, 98th in pass defense. So. After what we saw last week from Kyle Trask and Baton Rouge and and the rest of the you know and, and you know before that uh, the the rest of the season before that you you have to like like Kyle Chan, uh, Kyle Trask chances to to get you know, to get his through the air uh, Jake Fromm did last week but it was the three interceptions that killed Georgia and kept South Carolina in the game and and led to a win for the Gamecocks and South Carolina has you know, eight on the year so Trask needs to take care of the ball. While South Carolina was able to produce three interceptions last week, a lot a lot of that was due to, to Georgia not being able to test the Gamecocks manned up defensive backs down the field. You know, Florida's wide receivers can you know, can. They, they can test this, this uh, South Carolina secondary. So I expect some big plays there in the passing game if they're going to be manned up on these Florida receivers if Kyle Trask is given time. And the South Carolina defense is, is coming off its best performance of the year, and, and this was against an, an offensive line that's highly regarded as Georgia. So this Florida offensive, this Florida offensive line will have their work cut out for them. I, I think yards can be had on this South Carolina defense, but really, really have to limit the sacks, tackles for loss, and pressure that can lead to turnovers. Because I really don't think South Carolina can score enough on Florida you know i'm not trying to take into account what happened last week too much here but in, in that upset over georgia you know it was the turnover south car south carolina created that won the game for them and south carolina hit one big pa- passing play from Helensky to edwards and you know was able to to get some nice runs in as well but with the injury situation at quarterback for south carolina i i just can't see them scoring enough to keep up with florida uh, in, in this one I, I really doubt ryan Helensky plays and if he does he's going to be Limited, very limited in movement, and that paired up with a Florida defense that got embarrassed last week. And I, I don't think that's a good recipe for South Carolina. Now, of course, the question for Florida here is the availability of Jabari Zuniga and Jonathan Grenard. I don't really expect them to play in this game either. So I think we'll see more pressure from blitzing without the two, without those two. Uh, if Helensky is the quarterback for the Gamecocks, you know, let the corners play up. Uh, but because the because of the limited mobility, Helensky isn't going to be able to evade pressure for the most part. So you bring the corners up, defend the quick passes, bring pressure, uh, and if the carry on Joiner is 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 in at quarterback for South Carolina, then you know he brings a, a higher threat of of running in, in general. Uh, running, you know, maybe some zone read, read options, top plays, but you know he's hardly a a big threat throwing the ball. You mean he, so we'll see. You know, I don't know how accurate uh, he can be versus this Gator defense. Uh, he came in. Uh, last week, after Helensky went down versus Georgia and went six of 12 passing for only 39 yards, had six carries for 28 yards. So, so when Joiner's in the game, the skaters' defensive line and, and linebackers are, you know, they're going to have to show up, keep contained on the edges, shove the run game back inside, and let David Reese go to work. You know, uh, when Joyner's in the game, look for David Reese to have a monster game. You know, go back and look at the Auburn game for for kind of what to expect from David Reese here. And as I discussed earlier uh, with Will, you know, with South Carolina probably being so limited at, at the quarterback position, you know, I'd look for a heavy involvement by Brian Edwards, their big time wide receiver playmaker, uh, in South Carolina trying to get him to ball in many ways. So, if Florida can limit the big play ability from Edwards, then you have to like their chances to really control uh this South Carolina offense and come away with a victory in Columbia. So with all that, all that said, I have 31 to 10 Gators I just don't see the Gamecocks' offense produ- producing much, even with Zuniga and Grenard probably out. Uh, I think their offense gives Florida's offense plenty of possessions to put up points, and Florida comes away with a victory. And uh, 21 points is a lot, uh, I know, uh, there. But I just think with the way South Carolina is so limited at quarterback, it, the health of quarterback there, I just don't think they're going to get much done on the offensive side of the ball, and, and Florida's offense get plenty of chances to, to put points up on the board. So let's take a look at the uh around the SEC, what's going on in different games around the SEC this week at noon, also at noon cuz Florida South Carolina kicks off at noon. Also at noon is Auburn at Arkansas. So Auburn's first game since uh they suffered their first loss to Florida a couple weeks ago. So after a bye week, uh, they're going to travel to Fayetteville to take on Arkansas. 3:30 game is LSU at Mississippi State. See if LSU uh, how they uh, how they keep on, keep on keeping on after uh, uh giving the Gators their first loss of the season last year Mississippi State coming off a loss to Tennessee. At four o'clock, Missouri and a struggling Vanderbilt. Uh I have to think that's pretty much a cakewalk for Missouri there. At six o'clock. How does Georgia bounce back from their first loss of the season as they host Kentucky at six o'clock uh on ESPN? So uh definitely Definitely a game to to keep an eye on there and, and how Georgia bounces back. Uh, their mindset right now and uh, their game before the bye week and the cocktail party. Now at 7.30, Texas A&M at Old Miss. And at 9 o'clock, late game kickoff, late SEC kickoff here as Tennessee goes to Alabama. And we'll see if uh, you know, Tennessee coming off a victory over Mississippi State. But uh, they're not going to have much. Uh, for Alabama and of course other schools of interest as well. Georgia Tech at Miami at noon and then Florida State at Wake Forest at 730. So I had to do it for this preview episode of the South Carolina Gamecocks and the Florida Gators as the Gators will travel to Columbia and hopefully bounce back after the first loss of the season last week to LSU. Be sure to uh, check out Gators Breakdown. Uh episode will be out Sunday uh, going, taking a look back at this game. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.